No one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his property without first tying up the strong man. Then indeed the house can be plundered. Amen? With that said, let us welcome the Holy Spirit to this holy place this morning. Now, I began reading the gospel on Wednesday. I began reading it on Wednesday because I'm aware that the prayer group is meeting on Wednesday, reading the gospel in different voices and praying on that gospel. I always hope that some of those prayers come to me and I feel assured that I can preach on this gospel. Now I'm having a hard time with this gospel because again we find our Lord speaking in parables. I happen to love his parables. But it has been said out there in society today that we either have woke preachers or great storytellers. So this morning, I hope to be a great storyteller that is woke. <laughs> now, when we hear our headlines or look at the news, read the paper, it sounds like there is an evil force in our house. Be that house our home, be it with our children, in the community, or be it in the church with our priests. So I was taken with this gospel, but things kept creeping in on me and I couldn't shake it off. How is it that I am supposed to stay within the series and preach on love, kindness, gentleness, forbearance, and self-control with this gospel? But I look at the Bible as a huge puzzle, a puzzle that has many pieces and parts. And sometimes I pick up pieces and put them here and they don't fit. That's okay, you put them over here because another day you will pick up that same piece and turn it and it will fit. So what fits for me with this parable is another parable. Another one where I can pour all those great words right into that parable that makes sense. If you believe in the evil one, okay, we'll put the evil one over here. Let's talk about the goodness and the faithfulness and the love that our Lord has for us. The Good Samaritan. Oh, the act of kindness. The act itself, we know that parable. We've heard it over and over and over again. But there are characters in that story, a couple of them that we can identify with, a couple of them that we have no words for, and a couple of them we ask why. So we're told by Jesus that there was a man that was attacked along the road. He was beaten severely, left were dead and without clothing. So, you know, when we're telling jokes sometimes, we don't give the Lord all, all the glory that we should give him. 
Because today we have a priest, a Levite, and a good Samaritan. When we tell it, it's this, this, and this went into a bar. And we think we are so clever. No. He already laid it out for us. We just changed it. So we have a priest that goes by, a badly beaten man, and we say, yay for the priest, a man of God, a holy man. This will be a short story because we know what's going to happen. Surely that priest is going to stop and give aid. But alas, he walks by. Perhaps this is a priest that has seen this too, too many times. Perhaps the priest is like we are today. When we see homeless people, when we see beggars on the street, we're so used to that. That is so old that sometimes we walk by. Hopefully the priest said a prayer. Hopefully the priest sent someone along the way to help this man because he was much, much too busy to stop. The man is still lying there near death. The Levite comes by. Another holy man, a man that knows the temple, a man that knows God and what God is about. Love thy neighbor. First love God. The first one, put all of our faith in God and then love our neighbors as we love ourselves. But we're having difficulty with that. Perhaps we have taken neighbor and flipped it and made our neighbor our enemy. See, it's easy to hate the enemy. And if we have changed that neighbor into our enemy, what do we owe them? So the Levite goes by. And then the good Samaritan comes along. Now we know about Samaritans. This is not the first time Jesus spoke of a Samaritan. Remember I like that feisty woman by the well when she had to tell him, excuse me, excuse me, little Jewish boy, why are you asking me for water? You know who you are? Do you not know who you are? Well, she knew who he was. And again, I don't think that there are mistakes in the Bible. It is laid out for us. But what do we take from it? What are we getting? So let's go a little deeper with this Samaritan. A Samaritan, mixed breed, can't worship, doesn't worship. We don't think he's godly. And he decides to stop. Wonder who his mama is. You know, the, the manners that we teach our kids at at home that they don't use, but when they go to visit, we say, use your way from home manners. That's what he was doing. He had been taught well, but he was a man of God. He believed in God. He saw this man as his neighbor, not as his enemy. But don't you wonder what the man in, in the gully thought? A Samaritan? Go touch me? A Samaritan? Are you kidding? I'm going to take the help, but I've been lying here near death, praying to my God. And this is what he sent me. He might have not been happy, or he might have been grateful. But what we do know, 
is that Samaritan got down and, wound, and covered the wound. We're told that he took the oil and the wine and poured it on the wound. Now, he didn't have a first aid kit, I don't assume. So what did he use to bandage him? Perhaps he gave the shirt off of his back to this stranger, to this child of God, to his neighbor. You have to ask yourself, have you been plundered? Are you tied up? How do you see your neighbor? Have you taken your neighbor and flipped that word and made that neighbor your enemy? So now you're justified. We're justified in the end that what we can do to our enemy, we would not dare do to our neighbor. But we've got to be clear on who our neighbor is. The kindness that was shown to this stranger, the love that he extended by cleaning the wounds. The self-control it must have taken for him to stop. He knew who he was. He could see that this wasn't a Samaritan lying along the road. It took self-control and faithfulness for him to grant aid to this stranger. Do you and I have that faithfulness? It is said that we are in bad times in our land. We look at each other strangely. We look at each other as if we don't belong to the same family. I'm here to tell you that we do. We are one family, one family in God. We have one father, one mother, one sister, one brother. He is all that we need in our faithfulness. And yet, the Samaritan placed him on his animal, took him to an inn, cared for him. Aren't you curious about this low life? Aren't you curious about where the money came from? Aren't you curious about how much love he's extended? Or are you comforted in knowing that our Lord and Savior answers prayers? Because I think that he is a prayer that was answered. And in our deepest needs, in our darkest times, we can look beyond who you really are and accept the help. He took him to an end, told them to care for him. I will be back, he says, and when I get back, I will pay you for whatever it costs for caring for him. Again, have we become so complacent that when we see someone in need that we walk by? Where is the love? Is your heart at peace? Oh, but I'm in control. You're in control until you get dapped by the Lord. Can you remember when you were ever dapped by the Lord? There was just something in your spirit that said, I must do this. 
There's something in your spirit that wakes you up in the middle of the night. And remember before I told you, we write checks. That's good. Keep writing them. But where is the action? The Samaritan had action. He got down. He tore up pieces of his belongings to place. He gave everything that he had. His time, his energy, his wine, his oil. He gave up everything for someone that was totally different from himself. The Lord does work in mysterious ways, and the Lord works on us. I would say the gentleman that was cared for, I would say that he had a change of heart that day. Possibly he didn't look at the priest and the Levite in the same light, because we are very aware that you can be of the world and in the world. And if you are of the world, you're doing God's work. If you're in the world, whatever. We heard the list of things that we could do, we could be about, we could be about flesh. But I say that we are about God's work. God's work. We are not selfish. We are gentle. We are kind. We are kind in spirit. Today was an easy day. You could have sang the first hymn, did the reading, read the gospel, and said, dismiss. It was all there. Everything that we need is there. When we look for love, we know that God has it. The joy of the love that we get from God is amazing. Are you at peace or are you tied up? Forbearance, the goodness of our Lord gives us chances. Do you think the priest will have another chance? Hopefully. Do you think the Levi will have another chance to show the world that they love God? That they really, really are about church? Because they will be doing God's work. There are divisions within the faith. We're aware of that. But God's presence in conflict, and many of us are afraid of conflict, and it is it's natural as breathing in and breathing out. And we know something about breath, don't we? Thanks to our Father. So in closing, I would like to say, Whoever does the will of God, my sisters and brothers in Christ, we are one family. So whoever does the will of God is my brother, my sister, and my mother. Amen?